Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Every single week, we bring you inside the game within the game. How do you do smartphone storytelling? And one of the things we talk about is our ongoing thesis, which is digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital first, and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. There's never been a more exciting time to be in business because of the smartphone, because of all the tools that are available to a small business owner and entrepreneur that allow them them to produce marketing content, but even better media content. So every week we bring on experts that are playing the game within the game so that we can learn and we can bring you, give you a seat at the table so that you can impact your business to drive more sales, to make better relationships. And today's guest is an extremely special guest. So you guys know that listen to this podcast. If you're a longtime listener, we're grateful. But the last couple of weeks, the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about Clubhouse and how excited I am about that platform. I'm so excited as a podcaster because it allows me to develop deep relationships through social media. And every single platform, there's the ability to develop a deep relationship, but it takes more work than it has on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is something where you hear someone's story, you're compelled by their message, you're compelled by what they're saying, and then you can go and click on their profile, follow them on Instagram, send them a DM, and then you see them in the other room. You turn notifications on for people that are doing things that are inspiring to you or saying words that are the truth. My media mentor, David Meltzer, teaches me that the the truth vibrates the fastest. When we hear the truth, we can't stop thinking about it. It plants that seed of inspiration. I'm not talking about motivation. Motivation just gets you to do something one time. When somebody says their truth, it plants that seed where you go, fuck, I have to change. I want to change. And I build that habit into a ritual, into something that I obsess over, that Mamba mentality where I'm going to go, no matter what, I'm going to make this thing better. And I'm going to dedicate my life to this craft. And this craft is storytelling and it's smartphone storytelling. Today's guest is Phyllis Williams Strotter at CKO Creators on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, she's on LinkedIn. She's on every platform because she understands the game within the game. Her tagline is hot brands always leave a mark. So brand it like it's hot. Phyllis, what up? <laughs> What up, sweetheart? What's going on? I love it. I love it. Um, you're you're so right about Clubhouse. I'm like, y'all need to get in here and let your voices be heard and tell us what it is that's going on. Because a lot of the people that get in there, they sit in rooms and they never raise their hand and they want to sit in, in there and they want to suck up all this free information and think they can go out and manipulate it and make it work. It's like, sweetie, you don't even know how you work. So it's like, how are you going to bring this to fruition? It's, yeah, it's a bunch of nonsense to me sometimes. So I, I get kind of sideways crazy and mad. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to have you on. If you guys are listening to this podcast, you're in for a very special episode. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in the barbecue business, you don't have to be in the hospitality business. Phyllis knows her shit. She knows what she's talking about when she's talking about branding. She knows what she's talking about when she's talking about story. She has experience. She's been in all different types of media, legacy media, TV, She's been on the great food, food truck race, man, fire food, barbecue crawl. She's owned barbecue business. And now she helps other small businesses get the fuck out of their own way yes. and start to tell their own story. Yeah. Uh, Phyllis, tell me about, bring me to why you created the brand. Why did you create CKO cre uh, uh, creators? I created CKO because CKO stands for character, kinship, and originality. And especially coming from the bar barbecue vibe, you know, that is one of the friendliest foods ever, because even if folks like don't do nothing else. They will bring all the family together for a barbecue. So 
my thing is you need to recognize what that is. When we had our barbecue place, it was all about food, family, and fun. That's how we got down from our customers to our staff to everything. Where was it located? Um, it used to be in Long Beach. Long we Beach, had Big okay. Mrs. Morningwood and we had Big Mrs. Barbecue. Okay. And so, when did you open those? We opened those back in 20, was it 2015, 2014, somewhere around there. But we actually started at Farmer's Markets back in 2008. Okay. So we Hustling. started that and we turned that into to the brick and mortar. We turned that into the catering. And it's, it was always me behind the scenes. Neil was the face and he was big mister and all of that kind of stuff. But it was me trying to learn, like, how does this work? Why does it work? And all of these different pieces and putting them together. And it actually is what pulled me away from the restaurant. Food is Neil's thing. Always has been, always will be. That's his vibe. But mine, I found out mine is business. I'm, I want to do the business. And I, and knowing what I know and learning what I learned, I realized how many, excuse my language, but how many restaurants come out here fucked up and ashy? It's like you guys <laughs> come out here and decide that, you know what? I want to go open a restaurant. You, if, unless you've actually worked in one and done the process from front to back, Sweetheart, I promise you, this is not the industry for you. This is not for punks. I was looking at something the other day and it said the turnover rate just within the restaurant industry was 130%. Yep. So it's like you guys are out here bitching about, you know what? Nobody wants to work. They're giving them this unemployment money and nobody wants to work. No, they don't want to work for your punk ass. There's a big ass difference. And so what is it that you're bringing to the table besides trying to throw money at the problem? That is not fixing it. You guys are raising your weight. Excuse me. You're raising your wages, but nobody's still not showing up. Yep. So that's telling you that this industry is broken from the inside out. You guys have to figure out what it is that you need to do to get people to come back to work and not just to work, but you have to make it what it is that they want to do. Yeah. There are a lot of people within the industry that that they love hospitality. They're all about serving people and they want to do that. They just don't want to do it for you. And why is that? What have we done within this industry that makes it so bad that nobody wants to show up? They yep. ghost on you. They never show up for interviews, all of this kind of stuff. And so my thing is like when I tell when I talk about people getting authentically branded as fuck, sweetie, let's roll out all your crazy and find out what works within your within your <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Unless the why are people make, why are people afraid of their crazy? Why are they afraid? They, because they think they're going to offend people. And yeah. my thing is, you're already offending them. You're disrespecting everybody's them. everybody's offended by everything anyway. Yes. So oh, why not God, lean in? Started on that. Why not just lean into your truth? Thank you. And that's my thing. When when I talk about people's crazy, it is it is leaning into that truth, especially in the restaurant. If the things that I've been um, coaching my clients through. It's like, okay, I have a client that he likes to tell stories. He's a veteran. He, another barbecue dude, but he's a veteran and he likes to tell stories. I'm like, okay, so do you want to have a conversation about the story or do you just want to tell the story? And he said, I just want to be able to tell my stories while I'm cooking at my pit. I said, okay, then how are we going to work this into the vibe of your, of your brand? And so how we ended up structuring it was to make sure that when people came to him, they were coming for not only the barbecue, but they were coming for the story. Because part of the thing is that you have to realize people want a user experience. We have given them this digitally. Yes. But when they see you in person, they get this dry ass like, okay, hand me my food and let me walk away. Yeah. How is it that you can be more entertaining with your thumbs than you can with your actual mouth? So yep. since this, like I say, this dude, he wants to be able to tell his story, his vet and, and family and all of that kind of stuff. So what you're trying to draw 
are people who want to listen. You're not trying to draw people that are trying to talk to you. You want to draw people that listen. So that has to be part of your brand. And, and, and this is this is when people go out and they make all these elaborate concepts with no thought behind behind how they want to show up with it. It's like, OK, you just wasted a whole lot of money because the build out for a kitchen ain't cheap. And you know yep. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw 100%. the construction you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not free. <laughs> it's not free. No. So it's OK. Beyond the concept, what are you going to give the people? Yes. And when you start to build your company culture, which is what you should be doing, don't just hire folks all willy nilly. You need yep. to actually build a culture behind all of that so that the people are, who are there want to be there. But because the restaurant industry is what it is, you also have to understand they're going to leave. Because yes. there's only so much growth within the restaurant. Once I've done all of this, I either need to go transition to something else just because I want to be different because the pay is not that much greater or I have to go open my own spot. So is, there's going to be change and there's going to be shift, but it can come way down from 130%. For so sure. It's, 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 like I said, it's bringing that authenticity of, you know what, this is how I'm going to build my company from the inside out. This is how I'm going to build loyalty from the inside out. If you can't even get your staff to be loyal, what do you think those people are sitting in the seats out in, the, out in front of house are thinking about you? Sure. They're trying to build their, ba- their bellies and going back home. So if they're not talking about you because your pancakes is the same as their pancakes is the same as this. And so is there's nothing to keep them there. If it's not fast, cheap and easy in this day and time, sweetie, they're not checking for you. So. So one of the things that I, I run into a lot with restaurant owners in particular is that they don't believe as an independent restaurant owner, as a small business owner, that they can be a brand. What do you tell them? Oh, my gosh. I said, you know what? Here's what you can do with a brand. A brand becomes an asset that you can sell for millions if you build it up right. And there are people that build brands. I mean, they don't build brands. They build processes. And yes, you can franchise that out. But when you build a brand that people want to come and buy, sweetie, that is a commodity. And this is why I hate when people put their names on things that they can no longer have access to their names once they get rid of them. But when you look at it from the aspect of this is something that I can sell off, I can sell off the goodwill, I can sell off the customer base, I can sell off all of these different things. That's what being a brand is. When you're just a restaurant, sweetie, when you close the doors and turn the lights off, everybody's forgotten about you and they don't give a shit anymore. So it's recognizing that when you're building this brand, you're building something that somebody else can step into. They've, you've already built everything they need. And now you're going to cash me out my coin. You're going to yep. pay me my money and my dollars because I did it. I've done it all for you. Sure. Now, if you decide to replicate it in all these other different ways and places and brands and, and products and whatnot, that's already there for you as well. But you have to recognize that as a brand, you can now launch products, but you have to launch them properly. Don't just sit that crap up on the counter and hope somebody buys it. Are you marketing it along with how you're marketing your restaurant? Because you can't market shit without a brand. People who are out here trying to get you to buy into their coupon books and all of that kind of stuff. If you have no brand, you're wasting your money. So your return on investment is bullshit. You're getting nothing for your dollars because once those coupons run out, those same people are not coming back. They came for the cheap and the easy and they will bitch and moan in your line as long as they got that coupon in their hand. But once they don't have that coupon, they're still bitching and moaning and they're not coming back with the money. Yeah, that's what you need to build a brand around. So that's my thing. 
So when you were working in the restaurant, I find it fascinating that you guys started in 2008 because that was the same time that we opened up our restaurant. And I bring that point up a lot because not only was it the Great Recession, but it was one year after the first iPhone came out. Yeah. And we're talking about smartphone storytelling and we're talking about the evolution of everybody's oh shit moment. You know, we have this technology in our hands, but then you go through these oh shit moments where you're like, wait, I can claim a free page on Facebook and I don't have to pay for yellow pages. And I can actually take a photo with my iPhone and then upload it and let all the people that follow our restaurant see the food. And then I can create an event. It's like these little oh shit moments that happen with technology, with social media, with digital media. For you, tell me about your first oh shit moment with with a smartphone. Oh my gosh. Oh shit. Let's see. (laughs) Um, You know what? Because of how we started, when we started in the farmer's market, we were kind of trailing on behind when Kogi barbecue came out, they were all about the Twitter. And so when you're going out and you're going from place to place, because we started our business, like I said, at various farmers market stand, you have to let people know where you are. Yep. And one of the things that that drew people to us, because on, on our on our Twitter handles, Neil was big mister, I was Mrs. Mister. And so we would have these conversations. It's like, dude, I need you to hurry up and get here. And we would have these back and forth conversations. <laughs> get out of here. We kind of on Twitter? Into arguments. On Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. And so it That's was like, fantastic. once we realized. That is fantastic. <laughs> Once we realized Pub- people public- were drawn to this, they would actually like come up. Y'all were fighting the day, weren't you? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. But I, I mean, people, it's funny because I talk to people all the time about Twitter and they go, what's the ROI of Twitter? I don't understand Twitter. Like it's public texting. That's yes. literally all it is. Yes. It's your brand, who you are, or the, your brand that you're representing, and you're texting in public. That's yes. literally all it is. You're just communicating in public. Just, that's and the all fact it that is. you and your husband are tweeting about being late. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be notifications on for me, no doubt. And, and that's what it was. And people would actually show up and it's like, <laughs> we saw you guys were fighting and we had to come see who these people are because me and my husband talk about this and we do that. It makes you relatable. That's it it. Made no, us- but that's it. You you yes. humanize the brand. You yes. humanize the brand. Every, every husband, every husband and wife, they fight. Guess what? Here Welcome to marriage. My, and, but it scared my mother-in-law because she was like, are you guys OK? You probably shouldn't be doing that in public. Girl, please, this is my business. I got this going on. Neil, I'm going to need you to stop and shop for this because this customer over here is asking for so-and-so. And I'm sitting here tweeting this while they're looking at me and they're cracking up laughing. Oh, my like, God. That is amazing. Right. And it, it, it makes a difference. And, and your customers see that, you know, what I value enough that I'm going to tweet my husband and tell him, get, get his ass over here because you want him. But and, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that because that that is when you said when you started the podcast, you talked about tell me you're crazy. Show me you're crazy. Yes. And people don't want to embrace their crazy. And we talk a lot about the hero's story, you know, the Yes, the, the hero's, hero's arc when you when yeah. you the hero's journey when you're talking about it and we talk about the beginning of the hero's journey which everybody goes and they want to do something successful they want to go on this you know crazy adventure open up a business you know yes. go to a farmers market turn it into a restaurant but then it's the end of the story everybody forgets the middle all the bullshit all the, all the hardship all the pain all the pain, all the struggle. That's the stuff that people don't realize. Like, oh, great. You have a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Well, what the fuck happened when you only had three, you know, and that you only had three for 16 months. How depressed were you? <laughs> depressed were you? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about your story. <laughs> you know what? It, it, they don't want to share that part. You guys are putting on this facade and this fake ass shit about, you know what? Um, 
look how much I made today. Let me show you my numbers. Let me, you know what? It, it, that's not what people care about because right. you're sitting here telling them stuff that, that what you got as an end result. You didn't tell them all the shit you had to go through to get here. Correct. And that's what they want to know. What do I need to expect if I decide to do this? Yes. Let me tell you, sit your ass down. We're going to have a drink and we're going to talk about this. So when, when I'm, when I'm talking to clients and I'm looking at them, it's like, okay, but I, I, I can't afford to brand and, and I got my, my logo on my menus or whatever excuse they come up with. It's like, sweetheart, that is not your brand. Tell me about you. Well, tell me about what I mean, ultimate, is- ultimately the brand is your heart. It's your heartbeat. Do you have a heartbeat? And they don't want to share that. They don't want do you to have a heartbeat. Only do you have internet access and do you have a smartphone? See, That's you, it. How long did it take you to learn that? It took us 13 years. <laughs> we're still learning it. <laughs> I mean, we're still learning it and we're trying to teach other people how it, all the answers to all the things that we want in life, they're all, we we're holding them in our hand. We literally have the greatest opportunity ever given. We're building on the backs of giants. Yeah. We don't have to become, I don't have to open up a news station. I have a news station in my pocket right here, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, clubhouse, all of it. It's all right there. Right. And like I said, it, it takes a level of vulnerability and transparency in order to make sure that you're making that relationship. When people come in and they actually come for you, I the way I used to my ghetto country, when I told people about me being ghetto country and they didn't understand what that means. That means I was raised hood adjacent by a country mama. That means everything that rolls out of my mouth is not necessarily going to be nice, but it's going to be so full of love. But I'm going to need you to get your punk ass up and let's get this money. How about that? <laughs> That's me being ghetto country. Okay, (laughs) I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to get you to the place where you want to be, sweetheart. And so you're going to get some tough love and we're going to get this thing done. Yes. So what is it that you really want from your brand? Well, I want to be able to serve everybody. You can't do that. You good? We good. Okay, but you can't do that. And so now you have this long ass menu with 30 items on it and you ain't good at none of them. How about you just find that one thing you get at and let's pimp that out and ride that son of a gun all the way to the bank. How about that? That's the way to do it. Hold on. Give me this second. Go ahead, sweetie. Better? No. Yeah. Oh, well, I hear you fine. I don't know. If... I have audio critic. There we go. Audio critics. Okay. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> I got, I got, I got people, Greg Rempe of the barbecue central show. He's been helping me with my audio quality. I know him from way back. Isn't Greg amazing? (laughs) Yes. Guy's been fucking podcasting for 14 years. He's a legend. I told him I was going to reach out. Well, I didn't tell him, but I, I had him on my list to reach out because I'm trying to, one of the things I want to focus down on is barbecue restaurants. It's like, okay, you serve this, this, and this. And I'm, I'm, I'm a rib fan. I'm straight up. Your ribs on point. I don't give a fuck about y'all brisket because that's my (laughs) husband's thing. (laughs) But if your ribs are on point and I ain't got to put no sauce on them, I'm all for it. And so, but my thing is I want, I want people to see the love in this and I want them to pay right for it because people come in and they don't realize, well, why is it so much? You know what? This menu is not for you. If you're shopping based on price, take your punk ass to McDonald's and go get you a happy meal and leave me alone. Correct. What goes into creating barbecue 
Come on, sweetheart. That's a whole lot of love right there. Sitting there mopping and brushing, if that's what you do, sitting here waiting 14 hours for this to get done. There's a whole lot to this process that you don't understand. So if you want the cheap and the easy, I'm going to need you to go on down the street and leave me the hell alone. Yes. And that's what that this this is my thing. Like I said, I could give two shits about cooking. I don't cook on purpose for nobody, not even my child. OK, <laughs> but I care about the business of food and I care about people respecting what people are doing in the kitchen. I'm not talking about these mofos that come in here and decide that, you know what, I'm going to buy some pre-cooked chicken and I'm going to buy some sauce and doctor it up. No, I'm talking about some folks putting in some real work in that kitchen over that stove. You need to learn to respect that and pay for it because your punk ass didn't want to do it. You didn't want to cook. That's why you came over here. You wanted to be able to hang out with your friends, your kids, have drinks, have laughs. That's what you're bringing to the table. You are not just serving food. You need to understand that when people sit down, you are creating a bond at their table. Yes. And you need to bring all of that and and understand it. Yes, your recipe is good, but it's not the only thing in the world. Somebody else got a good recipe. Learn what your love is and make sure that you do it. Show up with it consistently and make sure your staff is showing up with it. Because if they don't like you, trust and know, they're going to run your ass down as soon as they quit. If they quit, if they showed up in the first daggone place. That's right. That's 100% right. Now, I'd, I'd love for you to tell me your clubhouse story. I had Guy Clark on, the uh, founder of uh, Restaurant Marketing um the room on clubhouse and mm-hmm. he just does a phenomenal job hosting so many rooms. We wouldn't know each other. Well, I know we would have digitally found each other on a different digital playground, but clubhouse accelerated it, which is another reason why I tell everyone listening, please get on clubhouse so you can interact. <laughs> um, but tell me, tell me your clubhouse story. How, how did it start? And, and when did you um, lean into it? Somebody randomly that I didn't even know that. Well, I said, you know, let me get on this thing. And I, um, she, I went on there and I had to wait for somebody to invite me and some random person that I don't know that well, like I said, invited me. And I started going in and out of these rooms. I'm like, these folks is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but because I like talking and I love a good conversation, you know, I can talk some shit right with you. Come on. This is like, this is, this is, this is like the, the, the night with the family without the booze in the, in the dominoes. Come on. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean I can raise my hand and get on a stage and let people know what my truth is? No yes, problem. This, this yes. is made for me. <laughs> and what ended up happening is I went into a room and I met this woman there. And somebody was saying they started calling us the aunties and auntie this and auntie that. And you guys need to start a room and you need to do this. And so she and I went in the back channels and we started having a conversation And it's like, okay, we're going to do this. And it took us a minute. But as I was on there, I started learning stuff that I didn't know. And and the different thing, the the thing that's different for me is as much as I know about branding, there's just as much that I don't know. And I go in here and I learn from people that, you know what, they have a different perspective. It's not necessarily what I do, but now I know that this is available. Is this something that my clients can use? And when we go into rooms like you, we've been in rooms together that are talking about independent restaurants, not the big ass franchises, but there are big money people in here telling you about their products that are coming forth in the market and you cannot stop it. But you are not in this room getting this information. You are missing out. And then you wonder why, well, I don't want to take technology. If you don't know it now, I'm telling you now, food is high tech business. That's what it has turned into. Yes. But you need to learn how to leverage it for your business. If you got kids, you know, they, they know all the tech. 
All Bring them in and you know what? You're going to handle this over here. But just trying to ignore the situation, that's why you can't afford to like revamp your space. You got all these dry ass old fake ass plants sitting up in here. Your carpet's dirty. Your cha- your chairs don't even match. And that wasn't an aesthetic thing behind that. But you end up becoming the hole, hole in the wall unintentionally. So then you end up lowering your prices because now you're making that spiral to the bottom. But you need to embrace technology for what it is and leverage it in a way that serves your restaurant, that serves your catering, that serves the the fact that, you know, I'm about to launch my own damn sauce. I need y'all to come get this. Yep. You need to understand what all of this means for you and how to use these platforms because the big companies are kicking your ass and they should not be. Small restaurants should be leading the charge. You should be the ones dominating and steering the, the, how the restaurant industry goes. But because too many of you are afraid to raise your prices, to actually have a personality within your brand, you're too afraid to let somebody see, you know what, this is me. And so you miss, you miss the mark. And now you fade down into the sunset and not in a good way. I hope uh, I hope you guys were listening to what Phyllis said because it was so powerful. The fact that she's on a platform, she is an expert in branding, yet she's learning about branding. And even out of her own mouth, she said that she's not an expert, which is what we talk about all the time on this podcast. It's stay curious, get involved, and ask for help. You know, those are the thing, the three values that my grandfather taught me. And you're curious because you're listening to this podcast. You're curious when you go into Clubhouse. You're curious when you participate in a LinkedIn thread about your industry. That is means you're curious, but then you have to get involved. You have to raise yeah. your hand. You've got to ask a question. You've got to add value to the room. And then you never know. That's that oh shit moment where I don't know what's going to happen. Something could happen where you develop a friendship like Phyllis and I have now. That no matter where she's speaking, I have notifications on. If I can join the room, I want to join the room and support whatever she's doing because her truth and what she's doing for the restaurant business, for small business, for entrepreneurs, it's so important because we have the tools that we aren't the big brands, but that gives us the power. It gives us the power because there's no bullshit. There's no bureaucracy. I don't need approval to post the content, to post my crazy. I'm fucking crazy. Yes, I'm crazy. My Bulgarian ass, my my kids, my I, I, my wife that puts up with my craziness, you know, like she, she knows it, it's we're not tweeting at each other in public. But every time I go live on Instagram, she's like this fucking guy. Like, but she gets it. You know, she gets that we're a barbecue media company. And I want to empower everybody that's listening to this to start using their smartphones to tell their truth, to tell their crazy. Because that's that's what we're talking about. Yes. Like nobody has all the fucking answers. You don't need to know all the answers. And I don't care what business you're in. Like the more that you're vulnerable and the more that you know, hey, I don't I'm not the expert in barbecue. When I go on the news and they ask me a technical barbecue question, I answer it to the best of my abilities. But I'm OK <laughs> knowing that I'm not the pit master. Gene Goykache, he's the pit master. Like I'm I'm the Jerry Jones. I want to be the Jerry. Jo- I'm not fucking Troy Aikman on the field throwing the football. No, that's not me. I'm Dana White. I want to be the guy putting the fucking thing on. But go. I need to tell my truth and I need to be OK knowing that I don't know everything. Knowing being OK that it's fine to not be the barbecue expert. Do we sell a lot of barbecue? Yeah, we sell a lot of barbecue. But I'm not going to go fucking talking about barbecue. You're going to find me talking about podcasting, media, marketing, 
pretty much anything else. Yeah. My alcoholism, my being a dad, being trying to be a better husband. I'll talk about anything that's my truth. Yes. More than I'm going to lean into something that's bullshit, that's inauthentic. When did you find your truth? Oh, for me, when I kept trying to quit and fire myself when we had the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you quit or did you fire yourself? Both. <laughs> I promise you, it's like, man, I don't want to do this. I, I'm, And people think when I say I don't cook on purpose that I don't know how to cook. I do know how to cook, but my husband is so much better at it. He brings sure. all these different flavors and profiles and whatnot to the table. Me, I open the fridge, I see crickets and cobwebs. Him, here comes Bambi, the bluebirds, and all this other crazy shit that comes out of the fridge. <laughs> Bambi's so, the bluebirds. The, like I said, the more the more I started learning about the business of barbecue, and the more I I started networking and getting in contact with people, I'm like, baby, this is not my thing. Yep. So finally, when I I started studying to, to get my certification to become a business coach, and as I was doing that, I'm like, sweetheart, I don't think I'm gonna do this anymore. And he's like, okay, well, you're going to do your thing. I got this. But the thing I know about my husband, my husband does not do administrative very well. I was the go-between between between him and our staff because my husband is a barbecue diva. I know diva Q, (laughs) but my husband is a barbecue diva. diva. (laughs) (laughs) I know the difference. And so, because it, it, uh, it one of the one of the things that often happen in our kitchen is like, okay, I'm gonna need you to go do this so I can stay married today. (laughs) <laughs> because it, you, when you work with your spouse and you have to draw that hard line, it's like, you know what, please just go watch this bowl so I can be married today. Because Neil will come in here, you didn't watch the bowl, you have 50 million dishes all over this damn kitchen and you didn't decided to put, yeah, I'm going to need you to go take care of that. I'm going to need you to go get this week so I can stay married today. That was my thing. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay married today. Not next year, not tomorrow, yeah, but running today. this damn restaurant, I need One to day. stay married today. One day at a time. <laughs> One day. That's right. One day. But um, but when I told him as I was getting my certification, I said, I want to be able to travel to help people. I said, and I know you still need my help here and there, but you know what? I'm, I think I'm done. I really do. So we have always been very supportive. That's how this so-and-so sucked me into being in the restaurant industry or the food business for the last 10 something years. Um, but when I finally made the decision to, to, to just be done, done, I said, so what do you want to do? He said, I'm going to roll with you. Where are we going? I said, so does this mean we're going to shut down the restaurant? He said, yeah, we did my dream. Let's go do yours. And it was that easy for us because we support each other. And so that right there, and even the constant support even now, it's been three years since we closed. And it's so funny because we still get emails whenever Manfire Food comes out. Oh, what time are you open? Where's your restaurant? Yeah. Like, Baby, we've been gone three years. I can't <laughs> talk to you. <laughs> I can still get some good barbecue. I don't know where you're going to get yours, but it ain't going to be <laughs> That's amazing. But the, but the fact that he supported me and letting me walk away, because if I had stayed, I would have stayed for him and that would have been the wrong reason. And I would have been miserable and it really would have affected our marriage negatively, even though we had made the decision when we started this, that, you know what, our marriage will always come first. But he is so important to me that I would have stuck it out, even in my unhappiness. So the fact that he didn't say, well, baby, you know, I need you. It was just like when when he got chosen, when he got chosen for barbecue pit masters and he's like, oh, baby, we're going to be on TV. I said, no, we're not. He said, but they think we're a husband and wife team. Then you need to go correct them because I'm not going on TV with you. (laughs) 
He said, but why? I said, you will not have me be the angry black woman in the corner because I done got pissed off at you on TV. <laughs> Would have made for good TV. <laughs> that's what they think. So yeah. he ended up taking his uh, Sylvie. Um, uh, she was on his barbecue team at the time. But he uh, let her be your barbecue wife because this one ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's things like that. And like I said, I support to the best of my ability. And eventually I did start doing TV with him, which I still kind of hate. Um, I did start doing TV with him. But it's, why do you hate it? Why do I hate it? Um, I don't know. I just don't like seeing myself on TV. That's why I was happy being behind the scenes. I was still kind of salty when people would ask me old like business stuff and he would try to ask. I'm like, seriously, you don't do none of that shit. How are you going to sit up here? Really? And they, but because it was his name, they would give him all the credit. And eventually I had to be okay with that because I was used to being behind the scenes. Like even now coming out from his shadow of being big Mr.'s wife of being Mrs. Mr. And all that kind of stuff is still like pieces of me that are coming off because I have to now be comfortable in my own space. Yes. I know my shit. Yeah. Yes, I know how to get you. I tell people because people focus so hard on money and I do not. But one of the things I had to start saying, folks, I, you know what? I had a barbecue stand that I took from $200, $200 a week to $750,000. And then I closed it before we hit the million dollar mark because I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. But I know where my gifts and my talents lie. It lies in getting you to that point if that's what you want to get to. I don't, I don't need to be in the restaurant business to help other restaurants do that thing. Because yep. I believe in all of y'all. If you just have to believe in yourself enough to not try and put 30,000 things on your menu, to find that one good thing you're good at and then make it relatable. Have your staff love you. Yes, they can love the money too, but sweetie, why don't they like you? It, you're, when you go out in here, you, you go out here and you decide that you're going to hire just to fill a position, that's the wrong reason to hire. I know it's the thing that that's common, but you're going to have to learn how to do it differently. Ask the right questions to make sure that they fit your company culture. Make it so that when your employees leave, you need to go work over there, that they're referring people to fill the positions that they just left because they like you that much. One of my employees, he actually cried when he had to leave me. But the only reason he was able to leave me because he found his love of food. And now he needed to go and explore that that whole thing. And he's like, but I don't want to go. I said, but you have to. The only reason you did this is because I decided, I said, every time you pass one of your culinary classes, I'm going to give you a raise. He found his love of food in that. And so when it was time for him to go, sweetie, I, I will kick your ass up out of here. You need me to fire you, but you got to go. And you have to realize that people grow into this. People that stay and stay with you and stay angry. Yeah, you're going to have to find something else to do with them because one, they're being loyal to you. But two, how are you going to reward them for that loyalty? How are you going to show up for them? Because it is hospitality. You need to be ha hospitable to the to the back of house as well. Yep. You need to understand how are they being loyal to you so that you can go and serve them. We used to cook family dinners for our staff on Sundays. We closed down the restaurant. We put all the tables together. Neil and I would cook and feed them. And it was not barbecue. Okay. <laughs> of course not. Yes. Because we love you guys that much. And we know that we would not have this without you. So y'all yep. need to bring some of this love that you know that you have for this food and bring it back to your staff and find out how can I serve you? How about that? Be nice to that. them. Be respectful. Phyllis, you said something very powerful and I, I truly appreciate you and your voice, but you're also your vulnerability. I mean, anybody that's listening to this podcast knows what kind of strength you have and what kind of experience you have. 
yet you're still willing to say that you wanted to be behind the brand. And yet you realized at some point you needed to be on camera. You needed to be in front of the microphone. So even somebody as strong as you, you felt that, which is the same for me. I, I didn't want to be in front of the microphone. I wanted somebody else to tell the story. I wanted someone else to be on TV. I wanted somebody else to be written about in the article for our brand to grow. And I had to get out of my own way and go, yes. Sean, you have to fucking do it. Yes. What advice would you have to somebody that's listening to this podcast that they want their brand to grow? They want their business to grow. Yet they're just there looking at the smartphone and looking at these opportunities saying, I want to be on TV. I want my brand to be on TV. I want us to have those radio interviews. I want us to have those media appearances. I want Entrepreneur Magazine to reach out to me so that we can grow whatever business we're trying to grow, make an impact and do whatever we want to do. What advice would you give to them? Oh, for that one, I would say if you cannot be that person, you need to find that person that's going to to help you get there. And whether it's a business coach, a mentor or something, but you have to start letting your voice be heard. When I when I made this transition, when I was trying to be a business coach and all of those things, I was fake as hell. I promise you guys I was I was trying to use all the nice words and all of it. And I had to go back to my ghetto country. Because I did. I love it. That's it. (laughs) I had to go back to my ghetto country because this is how I can relate to you, sweetie. I understand because one, I know I have an empathic personality, but I'm also that person that's going to push you. I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to get you to where you want to go, but I'm going to need you to get up. Because if you're going to sit down here and wallow, oh, well, we didn't make the sales. I ain't got time for that bullshit. There's every restaurant that goes through that. But you need to, like like he just said, you got to get out of your own way. You got to stand up and say, you know what? I fucked up today, but I'm going to be better tomorrow. And even when you fuck up tomorrow, you're going to say the same thing until you get it right. What's even more powerful is if you say I fucked up, but you say it to your audience, you say it to your community. That's where the unlock is, is you don't have to be perfect to the camera. You You don't have to be perfect to the smartphone. You don't have to be perfect when you go live. Be fucking honest. Let me can I let me tell you something. I um we got a one star review on Yelp and I hate Yelp with a passion, but I ain't gonna <laughs> rag on them right now. <clears throat> but we we, got love, we love Yelp. We we don't we don't we don't we we look at Yelp objectively and not subjectively. And, we look at it for data. You do, you yes. do, and that's what you need to understand because I looked at it and we got a one star review. And this is yeah. how you know transparency and vulnerability and relatability and all these different things will work for you. One star review. And I responded to the one star review because I was pissed off. I'm like, my staff served you what they did. Oh, sweetie. No, we're going to get this rectified right now. And I wrote the I responded to her in such a way that you need tell me who it was because they're going to come and apologize to you for serving up this shit because I know we had something better in our kitchen. And I was very angry about it. I ended up in the L.A. Weekly. Mrs. Mister says thank you to a one star <laughs> review. Yeah. Because I owned it because I, I know that, yes, that looked like it came from our shop because we used to bake our own bread and make yep. our own sandwiches. So, yeah, I can't say that she just got that from somebody else and put our name on it. So let me fix it publicly. I love own it. Your shit. I love it. So what, Phyllis, what are you what are you working on now? What's uh, what's next on, on the horizon? Oh, Lord. Um, right now, 
believe it or not, I'm trying to rebrand my husband is one thing. That's a challenge and a half. <laughs> All isn't, my stars wait, wait, and garters. Wait, wait, isn't, isn't every wife trying to rebrand their husband? No, me, <laughs> seriously. Because Neil has decided he does not want to be known for barbecue anymore. He still loves barbecue. He still embraces it. And, but he, he has this passion with this thing. He wants to do things with spices and, and the cultural aspects of it and what you're bringing these pl- flavor flavor profiles to what you're eating and different things. So in trying to help them build this brand, I get this. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't even like you. (laughs) Uh, But right now I'm working with uh, a couple of clients and it's funny because the more I talk about, I want to work with food brands, the more I get non-food clients. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, I, yes. but, but, but it's, it's a great point. And I, I, I hope we can just talk about it for a second. It's sure. the, the hospitality side, the branding side, everything that's happening, the digital hospitality world, this ecosystem of becoming your own media company. This is important for every fucking business. It does not matter what business you are in. It doesn't matter what level you're in. It doesn't matter if you're in sales. It doesn't matter if you're in marketing. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO. It doesn't matter if you're the cook. It doesn't matter if you're the dishwasher. It really doesn't matter. The more that you embrace the thing that's in your pocket, the more opportunities you can unlock. Non-food, food, bar, doesn't matter. And that you saying that is be, people have had the misconceived notion. Well, it, I guess it wasn't misconceived. It's just old and antiquated. But they had the notion that, you know what, we're in the food and beverage industry. OK, I get that. Mm-hmm. But now the world has changed. You should be doing cooking classes. Yep. You don't have to give them your recipe, but now you don't have to let your give them your recipe. Train. They can't fucking do it. It's yes. so hard. It's so but hard you can't to do let, it. Let, let just food and beverage be your only level of income in this day and age. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now you, you want to launch your product? Don't mind give a shit because they don't know you. You haven't created the brand awareness around you or that product. Yep. Folks are not buying your t-shirts. Only people wearing your t-shirts are your staff. Why is that? Yep. There's no brand loyalty there. So they don't give a rat's ass about your t-shirt because you haven't made them. So you need to find these other streams of income because you are no longer just a food and beverage company. You need to be creating these classes like, okay, let me go find a recipe that I could teach to my folks that follow me. And then what they end up doing is like, okay, well, mine didn't taste like yours. Let me come in here and see. What did I do wrong? Now you got them coming through the door. And just to to say, oh, I did this, this and this. And I promise you. You're going to have to treat your clients. I know it's hard, but sometimes you're going to have to respond to those, all of those things you're going to get. When all the notifications come on, oh, sweetie, thank you so much. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Oh, wow, I did not know that. You're going to have to do the bullshit. Correct. And it doesn't have to be bullshit. It just has to be you making sure that you connect and you appreciate everybody that's spending a dollar with you because they don't have to. And stop with that fake ass, oh, well, we know that you can go anywhere and we appreciate, fuck all that. Be real about it. Yes. No, just be real about it. Yes. And put out a put out a big one if you can't respond. You know what? I love all of you guys. I cannot respond to all of this because you guys have just poured so much love onto me. But I want you to know that I read everyone and I thank you all. Yes. Okay. Correct. That's just as easy. I love it. But you have to put in that work. You have to make sure folks want a relationship now. They're not down for the okie doke and they're not down for your bullshit. 
You I and, and uh, don't y'all. If you want to get me mad, and I ask you about your brand, and you tell me it's quality and customer service, we gonna have some consequences and repercussions. Because I'm gonna need you to uh, clarify for me what is your quality. Clarify for me what is your customer service. Because if that's all you got, get the hell out my face. Because I'm not. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to get me mad, let's go there. <laughs> well, no, it goes it goes back to what are what do you stand for. Who the fuck are you? What do you stand for and lean into your crazy? Because if you don't lean into your crazy, you're just going to be like everybody else. Yes, you are. Lean into your crazy and realize there's other crazy fucking people out there like you. Yeah. And they've been waiting for someone to start speaking. Speak your crazy, whatever that is. You will not make everybody happy. There is no fucking business that makes everybody happy. There is no business that doesn't piss people off. In fact, the more successful you are in business, the more people you're going to piss off. The more haters you got. That's correct. So Phyllis, I can't thank you enough for the time. I mean, you are such a fucking rock star. I love <laughs> listening to you. Um, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. I love listening to you on clubhouse. I'm a huge fan of the podcast that you have. Um, what's the best digital playground if somebody uh, wants to reach out to you? Oh my goodness. Probably Instagram. Even though I don't post a lot, I answer a lot. If you need to DM me anything, go ahead and ask me a question about your brand. If you want me to look at something and sweethearts, please stop just posting plates of your food. All you're doing is making (laughs) folks hungry so that they go to their fridge. They're not coming to you because you're too damn far away. So give them something else so that when they do travel, that they will come to you. I want every spot I touch, every brand I create to become a destination spot. I don't care if it is a hole in the wall. Hell, let's name it hole in the wall. Yep. But I want you to become that. But you can definitely DM me. You can email me at hello at ckocreator.com. Um, you can text me 562-356-8111. Um, sweetie, ask me a question. Free, I will give you as much as I can. At some point, you keep asking me shit, though, you're going to have to roll me out my money. <laughs> <laughs> but I will answer as much free as I can uh, because I want to see y'all blow up. I want to see you be great. And I want to see you guys change the industry. Stop That's letting amazing. everybody else lead you around and stop racing to the bottom by trying to lower your prices and giving out coupons. You're better than that. Only. That's amazing. Well, uh, everybody that's listening to this podcast, you, you've got, you, you heard it from Phyllis CKO creators. We're going to put links in the show notes. Um, we're going to post everything all over, uh, all over social. You guys know at Cali barbecue media, you can hit me up at Sean P Walchef and stay curious, get involved. Don't be afraid to ask for help and go out and make some epic shit. It's all about, it's all about using that smartphone. So if today's the day you're sick and tired of hearing me talk about doing a selfie video, (laughs) it's time to make that fucking selfie video and tag me and CKO creators so that we can go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. You got to jump off the cliff, make that, make that (laughs) video, make some epic shit. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll catch you next week. 